this is Vicki. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. This one is one of those that's so obvious it got by me. We are in, what, episode 180-something by this point, and I have not done an episode on what is intuition. Weave it in through all the other episodes, of course. I want to help everyone access their intuitive sense because I really do believe everyone has it. We may not know where we put it. It may not have been encouraged in us to develop, but we all have it. And I want to bring one of those great big arrows that you see on the motel signs, like here's your intuition. So I thought, why not cover basic intuition conversation. What is it? How can I use it more? How could it maybe be showing up already in my life and I'm just not recognizing it? So to start with that, intuition by definition of the dictionary anyway, is the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. And synonyms of that type would be like your instinct, your sixth sense, although we know it's our first sense, right? Because otherwise this would not be intuition, your first sense. Divination, um, all of the Claire sisters, clairvoyance, clairaudient, claircognizant, clairsentient, clairgustus, claire, 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 claire. Second sight, ESP, extrasensory perception, um, psychicness, So the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. There's a great book called um, by Malcolm Gladwell called Blink that I'm rereading. And it talks about the thin slicing. And what he means by that is what comes in before you're even conscious that it comes in. And the reason I love it so much is that's exactly what happens. Intuition, I think a lot of people expect it to be this big billboard or they expect it to be this smack upside the head that just lets you know that the information is incoming, like it's supposed to come with a narrator of some sort. And that's not how it is. It's subtle. And I believe it's that way because it is what our first sense, it is what we come in with. But I also believe that the journey back to it and and accessing it and having it be part of your everyday life is one that when we practice and we give a, a our attention to develops over time, it has more of a reverence about it. You really trust it more. You love it. You understand it's part of who you are, your wiring. So a little bit of effort is worth that because otherwise we just toss it out again. So one of the antonyms that I found this interesting when I looked it up in the dictionary was intellect. And I don't believe that to be true. I believe the intellect is there to access, work with, and assist the intuition to come into place. I believe we are here as humans to use both programs to have them integrate so that we are using the best of all of our senses, all of our knowing and all of our soul given journey, fun, exploratory gifts. So I don't think your intellect is your, is, should be the opposite or the antonym of intuition. 
even though some people will live there and not want to access their intuition at all, uh, at least consciously. It's intuition is um, when you know or consider something likely from instinctiveness, from feeling rather than conscious reasoning. This happened because of that. So sometimes it's described as that hunch or that feeling or a gut feeling. I love that one because the third chakra is actually our first psychic sense. So the gut feeling is because you're activating the intuitive center that resides in that third chakra. So it could be an inkling. Um, I like when people say, I have a sneaking suspicion. And I'm like, I know what's sneaking up on you. It's your intuition. If you just turn around and face it, it wouldn't have to sneaky sneaky. So uh, often people will associate intuition with like a foreboding or an awful feeling. And yes, you need to listen to those. Listen to those first because they can make such an impression. Like I've said to people, if you're in a dark alley and you feel like you need to get out, that's your intuition. It's also your logic mind working at the same time, right? The dark alley might have freaked you out, but if you still have a feeling that you need to get out, you need to listen to that stuff or that this isn't the person you ought to be dating or nope, that job just does not feel right. And it can take a lot of trust to be able to say, I'm going to pass on this and wait for the other one to come along. Another episode coming up on that and the divine timing of things. Intuition is, it's a form of, it is deep perceiving. It is tuning into information that is not readily accessible to regular consciousness. It's there. It's just not hanging down, like I said, in front of you, like a cue card. It's a, um, a, a real life knowing, um, of quick assessments. Like you make really quick assessments, but you also know that they're true. And yes, some of this does take time to develop and practice. That's why I keep doing these episodes because if you do a smidgen of what's mentioned in them, you will absolutely increase your intuition. If you do more than a smidgen, it's going to happen faster. And it's also something that is imperative if you want to feel whole as a being in this human process, because our soul brings the intuition. I mean, it means psychic means of the soul. So you bring intuition into your experience. If you're not accessing it, there can often be a feeling of something in you is missing. Like you don't know what it is, but something's missing. And it's that knowing of who you truly are. And oftentimes people will come to me in coaching and say, I don't know who I am. I hear that the most, so much, so much. And that's okay because we're always changing and learning who we are. But the deep knowing, and a lot of the times I find that they're not plugged in to their intuition. So they're asking all the questions. They're doing the work. They are putting in the effort, but they're not receiving their own hits, right? Their own knowing. So they really do feel like a piece of you is missing. And it makes sense. They feel like a piece of you is missing. That's terrible English. So you may feel like a piece of you is missing. Uh, it's can be a lot of fun 
And one of the ways that you can know you have intuition is to just pay attention to your daily event. Get present. You can not access intuition unless you have a practice of presence. Uh, and some of that is because you will miss the obvious signs that your intuition works. We just had one this last weekend. We went out for my birthday and both Mike and I intuitively heard, and yes, I heard it and didn't listen. Listen, I'm not, I'm human. I'm not perfect. And that's okay because perfection doesn't exist. Both of us heard not to park in this particular parking lot and neither one of us said it. <laughs> And then afterwards, when, you know, we got a fender bender kind of thing happening there and everybody's fine. It's just a little dent in the, the tailgate. But afterwards, he said to me, I didn't listen to my intuition. I knew not to park there. And I said, you want to hear a good one? Uh, this is how I support myself and make a living and everything. And what I believe in, I teach. And I didn't listen either because he was driving and I didn't want to be the pain in the butt that said, I think we should park in that parking lot. And big, big lesson for me of be the one that speaks up, you know, don't I, oh, I do not want to be a hypocrite. So if I'm asking you to do this, I must do it in my own life. Now, had I been driving, I would have whipped into the other parking lot because there wouldn't have been a consciousness about this is an intuitive feeling. It would simply be what was right. And that's what I follow. So it was fascinating to be in the passenger seat and, you know, re recalling all of this later and going through it and saying to him, well, I did a disservice to both of us and to my car because I absolutely knew that and I didn't have proof and I don't need proof. I have a track record because I've been practicing this. So it was that moment of knowing, of not necessarily knowing what was going to happen, but knowing I could trust that feeling. And it was a good reiteration for me. It's great practice to be able to, to not get complacent um, and to really allow a, a humbling <laughs> of that too. And it's, you know, in the same regard, your intuition can direct you to the perfect parking spot if you just listen. Uh, we've done that many times where I was driving and I don't parallel park. It's not happening, people. I have terrible spatial concept and I know people will say, don't affirm that. Well, listen, I have the evidence, so it's fine. I don't parallel park. I will drive around. But more times, like I'd say 98% of the time, I don't have to parallel park because even on the busiest of streets, there'll be a place that I can just pull right in or there'll be public parking. I don't mind walking. I like to walk. <laughs> so intuition is developed in the everyday experiences. It's developed in those parking situations. It's developed... Uh, when you're crossing a street and something tells you to just hold back, uh, or if you're like, I've used many times going on a date and you're like, I couldn't put my finger on it. He was a nice enough guy, but nah, um, you can develop your intuition, but please know it's also a lifelong journey. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. The more you pay attention to it, the more discerning you'll become. And the more you'll be able to decipher the sensations of physical being from in intuition. You'll be able to feel, oh no, that's actually just hunger. 
That's not a foreboding feeling. I just need to put something in my tummy. And then you'll be able to feel the frequency difference of what is truth and what's not truth. The process of arriving in intuition practice comes from a discipline, a, 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 you know, be a disciple of your own intuition. It's of a practice of honoring this other language that you speak that you may not be allowing yourself to have the fun of. And I have found that there are characteristics of those people who really uh, listen or feel or you know absorb their own intuition. And they may not even know they have these skill sets, but they definitely exist. And over the years, I've observed the characteristics. So when I'm talking with someone and I'll ask them these questions of, do you practice this? Is this in your daily life? They, they're somewhat innocuous. So people don't necessarily in the first two or three sessions realize that I'm going there. Well, now you know that it's my way of assessing how much is this person, do they know about intuition and how much are they accessing? So some of the characteristics of those I find to be highly intuitive. So if you're not doing these things, the reason I'm bringing it up is that you can then begin to practice them and put in one or two, like don't feel like you have to, you know, take time off and get it all right. That's not going to work either because we have to be in our lives. But one of the first things is taking time to self. And when you take that time to self, you get quiet. Sometimes people say, well, I took time for myself. And I'll say, what did you do? And what, what does that mean, taking time to yourself? And they'll be like, well, I, I cleaned a closet. I read a book. I went for a walk and listened to podcasts. All of those things are amazing. That's not getting quiet with yourself. Getting quiet with yourself means that there's no distraction. Go for the walk. That's fine. But ask yourself, what's going on within me? What What's going on up there, brain? What What's happening? What am I feeling today? Observational skills are the number one aspect of intuition. But if you don't take the time to learn how you observe, you will have a very difficult time accessing whatever your abilities are. So getting quiet is different than I had time to myself and I stayed busy. So not all of us can just sit and do the 10, 15 minutes, half an hour. Admittedly, I've said this before on here, I'm not that person, but I could do five minutes, deep connection, and then I'm good to go. But if I take, every day I walk three miles. So if I take that time, I'm taking it as my meditation I'm taking it as my quiet time. And it's fascinating to me that sometimes I'll go for the whole walk and I'll feel incredibly present. I'm noticing all the new wildflowers that are popping or, you know, there's a turtle crossing the road or geez, it's nice that there's no traffic at this time of day on this road. And yet I'll get back and feel like I slipped into some kind of liminal space or time warp and don't even realize that I went for that walk, which is actually really nice when it's 85 degrees outside. So get quiet, take the time to self. Yes, stuff is going to come up. Emotions are going to come up. It doesn't have to be yucky. 
with your emotions coming up. It it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Let them come up so you can look at them. Think about it as clearing space on your hard drive for more of your intuitive programming. Intuitive people, those, everybody's intuitive, so I don't want to call it that, but those that are accessing their intuition often have creative outlets and that I will leave creative up to you because it is such a humongous spectrum that there is no way that I would narrow that down for someone. Um, it could be in the things that we think of, have, we've been led to believe are creative and the, the art and the cooking and the planting of things. It can also be in any hobby you have. It can be in, um, you know, creating systems for your life and you find that fascinating and exciting. They get creative. They use both sides, both hemispheres, and then continue to grow the, the one in the middle of the brain so that they're, again, you're accessing intuition and intellect. Creativity requires both. So the more that you allow yourself to be creative, the more you will find that you're tuned right in because it comes in through the same space. It just absolutely accesses the same side of the brain and it's important. It's really important. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community and I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. They, intuitive people, those practicing their intuition, often are mindful, and they also practice mindfulness. So mindful of a situation that could be you simply observing. Mindfulness is taking it a little bit further and asking yourself, well, what was the meaning in that? Or what could I learn from this? Uh, how am I feeling about myself in this moment? You take it a little bit further and become mindful of everything that you're experiencing. And of course, there are times where a frog is a frog and it's just traffic and there's no message in it. So it's important to be able to delineate that energy within yourself so that you also don't make everything about you. I have found some people are like, I'm so intuitive. I can't be anywhere. I can't. You can. You haven't figured out the skill sets to manage it so that it doesn't take over your life. That's part of being mindful. I'm mindful that I my intuition tends to eavesdrop on people's conversations. I don't like that. It's rude. So just because I can doesn't mean I ought to. And then what also happens is then I don't engage because I feel like we've already had a conversation. And then people are like, well, you didn't talk to me or you ignored me. And I'm like, ah, sugar. I thought we already talked about that uh, because I completely heard the thought process in your head and intuited as a conversation. And I am so sorry. So 
the mindfulness practice also comes in because you can be aware of where your energy is going and <laughs> where you may be quite literally trespassing. And that's part of it is being connecting deeply with others. Um, I wasn't aware that was happening for the longest time. And then once I became aware of it, I was like, oh, wow, I am connecting so deeply with others. They don't even have to say the words. Does this come in handy in coaching? You better believe it does. And in business consulting, oh my goodness, that is like my greatest asset is being able to feel the business and hear the business, not necessarily the people in the business, but because that would be rude, right? We have to have conversations, but I can hear what the business wants to do. So that just helps me help them lead it. And that connecting deeply with others is an intuitive skill set. It's an ability um, and listening to all the senses. How do I feel right now? What am I hearing? What do I see? Observation, again, being one of the key elements of intuition. And being able to observe without absorb. You can watch things going on. You can observe that something is happening. You don't have to bring it into yourself. You don't have to get involved. You know, you can do that, right? You can scroll through social media and you can read something and you do not have to comment. Yeah, that's a basic skill that some could learn to activate. Because of all this observation and awareness, that downtime, whatever that means to you, equivalent to taking time with self, not the same as quiet time. Okay, so downtime to me could very well be that you were reading that book. You were binge watching a funny show. Um, you were working on a puzzle. Um, you were planting your, your veggies and such. So my peppers just popped yesterday. It's so exciting. I haven't planted a garden as an adult. I, we had one as a kid that I used to have to harvest everything, but it's so exciting to see that. You want to feel like you accomplished something, grow tomatoes or peppers or something of that nature, whatever veggie is that you like. Don't do spinach. Man, that thing was picky. It's just not working for me. If you guys have spinach advice, let me know. We eat a lot of it. In that, well, the rabbit and I eat a lot of it. Uh, so this downtime, it's important for you to give yourself that, take it, give it, take it, just have it be part of your life. Uh, Mike and I are very opposite in this. I require downtime. He needs to move to feel relaxed. So we do the combination. We do a hard hike. And then I'll say to him, Okay, well, I want to be finished by 5, 5.30. I want to go home, take a shower, and just veg. Um, and that might mean, you know, throwing laundry in or whatever. But then he, we, we kind of, we conquer both in the same weekend. We get a good workout in. Um, we get out in nature. And then I get to be a couch potato for a few hours. Because to start my week without that, I feel gypped. I just do. So learning to listen to that is really important. So what is it your downtime? What's needed there? Um, another thing that can help you develop your intuition is process those emotions. If you're avoiding feeling something or you're pushing down whatever you got going on, it's going to get in the way of your intuitive abilities because when you're opening up to your intuition, those emotions are going to be like, oh yeah, I get to come out. Let me come out. Remember this thing you repressed from 13 years old? Yeah, here I come. And that can scare people. And I feel like that's one of 
my effectiveness is as a coach is I provide such a safe place of exploring that while connecting it to this is a good thing. We want this stuff to come out. We want to look at it and, and to purge it. And then what can happen in that place is joy can come in and intuition can come in. So process the emotions. If you can't do it in that moment, do it a little bit later. Um, and pay attention to the messages that come in in your dream state. I had a doozy of one this morning and it's one of the only repetitive ones I have. So after, you know, we got the critters all fed and my kids off to work, I sat down and did my writing and my morning meeting with myself and said, okay, let's look at this. It keeps recurring. The message itself I understand, but it's not applicable to my current life. So let's delve into this. And it was emotional. It was a pretty good thing that this is not YouTubed because the puffy eyes are still here. And that's great because that tells me I've moved something. I was willing to look at the emotion, which is emotions are just energy in motion. They want to move through and we've learned to stuff them and it's not great. Um, you'll know that you're becoming more intuitive when <laughs> you become the person that pats the rock as you walk by it, or you thank the tree, or you're like, that's the cutest little critter. Oh my goodness, I saw a baby chipmunk the other day. Cutest thing I have seen in a very long time. Uh, it was just adorable. And yeah, they're wreaking a little bit of havoc in my flower gardens, but that's okay. Um, they're... Also creating aeration is what I keep telling myself. <laughs> They're so stinking cute. So when you're respecting nature, you also get to take more advantage of nature. You get to be out there and recognize that the trees are sentient beings too. The ground is as well. And it just fills you up, just fills your bucket up. Um, and then you, when your bucket is full, when your intuition, when your body, when your heart and all of your cells are filled up, you have more of a um, stabilization within self and then whatever is the quote unquote unknown, eh, it doesn't phase you so much as anymore. You're like, things going to happen. There's pain in life. We're going to experience that. That's truth. But you don't become too freaked out by it anymore. Your tolerance, your belief in yourself and your understanding that everything is in cycle is greater because your intuition can also be very calming to say, yeah, this is a moment that's got difficulty in it. We need to have a conscious conversation, but ultimately this is going to be the greatest thing. Okay. So when you're really practicing your intuition and you, you are respectful of it and growing it, you'll hear the whispers of information. Um, you will respect them and the nuances that are in conversations, like in the, the nuances that are in marketing, the nuances that are in contracts, oh, you'll pick up all that stuff. Nothing is 100%. We're all going to learn through process. Um, but because of that, when you learn to trust and listen to it, you won't budge when something feels really off. And you'll hold a place of no explanation needed. This is what I feel. And I'm standing behind that. Because you respect it so much, you, you won't be pushed over or bowled over by other people's perceptions or opinions. You listen because there might be more information there. But when you really know 
who you are and that you have this strong gift within you, it doesn't, you don't get swayed much. You don't, that peer pressure thing just disappears. Um, and you'll trust your knowing, even when someone might be wanting to present to you evidence that you're in the wrong category or you're thinking incorrectly, they can show you evidence and you can stand firm and say, I I hear you. Uh, This is still my feeling. This is still what I feel like is necessary. And the other thing about, one of the other things about developing your intuition is you will see the hilarity of being human. You will see the, the things that are very funny about how we act and what we allow to upset us um, and where individuality is such a beautiful thing and the characteristics within people and their essence. You'll see the hilarity of this whole process and really enjoy it, not make fun of it, but really enjoy being human because there's such a uniqueness in each one of us. And even those that you may feel contrary to or frustration with, not a permission for poor behavior, but sometimes the hilarity in it. It has helped me quite a bit when I want people to really show up for themselves to really, if they just did this and um, they don't want to, (laughs) and that's okay. So I will have a good laugh with myself of, that's great, Vic, that you want for them what they don't want for themselves yet. And that helps me to just roll with it, right? To respect where they are in the place, as long as it's not causing any damage to anyone. And uh, not to take the responsibility of it, you get it's freeing. And those that really develop and, and connect with their intuition, well, you know that you're a soul that's eternal. And yes, this lifetime is contributing, but it's a, it's a fun paradox. The little things don't matter and little things start to matter. So the little things like somebody cut you off in traffic or they were oblivious to the fact that you were standing there in line or they didn't get back to you about something and it was fine, but it was annoying. Like that stuff doesn't matter as much. And then the little things that do matter are the times you get to spend with people or the bee you see just absolutely enjoying itself on that flower or the synchronicity that happens within the universe um, and in your life when you're lined up and then materialism starts to go away and you recognize that, yes, you want the things that bring you joy in your life, but it's not about acquiring stuff either. So being able to access your intuitive sense is the gift you give yourself because it's the reason, one of the reasons you're here is to be able to merge that intuitive sense with your, your physical human self. And then also to be able to discern what might be your human self or your agenda, um, or perceiving something that you think it's just because I want that. And it's, it's difficult because you learn to recognize the energy of longing and desire along this process of developing your intuition. So you learn to discern the difference between the two. And then you could be like, okay, I actually desire that certain thing, but it's 
not really a necessity for my life. The desire is cool. Um, and sometimes desire can feel like an urgency. I have to go do that. I have to get that. I must own that because then I will be happy. No, no, you won't. Um, because it'll just move on to something else. Whereas intuition feels neutral. It feels calm, uh, like a cooling sensation, uh, calming down your, you know, your adrenal system, your amygdala. It's just like, yep, this is it. So think about these things. Um, and how you could open up your mind and be more curious about how does your intuition present itself? What does it look like? We are not cookie cutters. I've often said intuitive coaching is highly personalized. You don't get a cookie cutter session with me, um, rather one that has structure, but it's fluid and focused on wherever your energy is at the moment and then whatever goals we're setting um, together. And that's, it can take longer than traditional coaching where it's like, okay, here's your goal, go get it. Because we're looking at sustainability. We're looking at, we want this to work in the long term. We want this the rest of your life to have these skill sets so that you know yourself so well that you could actually define what it is you want more clearly and listen So have the curiosity about intuition and how could it serve you? How could you serve it by listening? Because we benefit from developing it and fine-tuning it and uh, you're already using it and it could be used to develop deeper relationships and then, yeah, manifesting career opportunities, love opportunities, travel opportunities, um, experiential, seeing the greatness in other people. It helps in the daily situations. And when you realize it's a very natural part of yourself, you'll want to keep supporting it. And I'm here if you need support in that as well. You can let me know. VickiBaird.com. Vicky at VickiBaird.com. <laughs> Coach Vicky Baird, wherever you are on social media. And keep listening. Keep paying attention. Keep feeling. Keep observing and you'll get there and you'll not only get there because it's not so much of a destination as it is the process along the way, but you'll get to each incremental standpoint, which I think is important too, so that we can feel accomplished. So have fun with it and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.